Can you hear me okay now? Yes? Okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, the microphone, praise God. Microphone problems. Kobe Shields. Let's go right here. Turn this microphone off, right? Grab onto it, hold on to this. Like, okay, right like this, or no, nothing. I don't know if I can stand behind the podium. I don't know if that's gonna work for me. Can you guys hear me in the back? Yes, no, not, yes, I got a Shields with a thumbs up, okay. Uh, there's another, anyways, Colby Shields. Today, I'm going to give you the church's greatest treasure. You're like, whoa, why is he talking like this? The church's greatest treasure. I'm gonna give you the Eucharist for the first time in your entire life. And I was meditating and thinking, like, what, 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 what could I say that would help you receive the Eucharist? I promise I'm going to stop, like, staring at you. And you're probably like, oh, my gosh, what is going on? <laughs> I'll tell everybody this story, but I'll be especially speaking to you. So St. Anthony of Padua, they call him the heretic hammer, the hammer of heretics. He was somebody that worked a lot of miracles. And there's one miracle that is very beautiful that I'm going to tell you guys about today. There was a man named Giard. He was a Jewish man, and he actually ran like a sect that was basically an anti-Catholic sect that was against the church that tried to destroy the church from without and from within. And in public one day... Uh, he challenged St. Anthony uh, on the Eucharist. He said, we are having some serious microphone problems, but that's okay, I'm just gonna keep going. What, you think that if I preach from here, it might be easier, we're gonna try this. Lord have mercy on me. God is chastising me with, the, with technology. What about now? Can you hear me here? Is that better? All right, I, I will stay here, that's okay. I was just saying. I was just saying today when Father, I was saying how beautiful it was when Father Renee was preaching. But God wants me to preach from here. You can see me, friend. Okay. So, Saint Anthony, this guy Giard, he walks up to him and he's like, "Listen, you don't actually believe that that little piece of bread is God, do you?" He said, "Let's let's. I, I need I need proof. I think a lot of times, you know, we might." You might have that same like interior thought. Like I believe that it's the Eucharist, but sometimes you know we might also feel like I would I would like to have a sign. And sometimes God does give that to us. But anyway, this guy he he was saying it in a in a bad way. He was trying to uh, you know make fun of Saint Anthony and trying to just like despise the Eucharist. So what was the sign that he wanted to to see? He said. Listen, I have a mule. A mule is, is God's creation, right? You know, like a mule is, uh, he's been created by God and he should be able to recognize his creator. So what we're going to do is we're going to starve the mule. We are going to, he eats like hay and oats and drinks water every day. But what are we going to do? We're going to leave this mule without water for two Days. Are you following me, Colby? What animal am I talking about? Do you remember? A mule. I was just make sure you're on your toes. I could have asked anybody else. I might, we'll, we'll go to somebody else next time. So there's this mule that they're going to leave without food for two days. What would happen to a mule if he doesn't eat for two days? 
Do you think you'd be hungry? You'd be very hungry, right? I'd be very hungry if I didn't eat for two days, that's for sure. So we're going to leave this mule no food for two days. And then we're going to bring the mule to the public square, and we're going to place what you call God in the Eucharist on one side, and we're going to place food on the other, and we're going to see if the mule can tell the difference. St. Anthony accepted the challenge. While the mule is fasting, he also fasted for two whole days. He didn't eat or drink anything. And then the big day came. You can imagine, like, the followers of kind of like St. Anthony were with him uh, praying, and kind of this group of people who, you know, didn't really believe in the church uh, were there, you know, making fun of him. They all meet in the town square, and they bring out the mule, who had been how many days without food? Do you remember? Two days. There you go. Good man. Good man. Two full days without food. And St. Anthony brings out the Eucharist in a big, beautiful monstrance, bread. I'm sorry, not that looks like bread. And he sets it on one side of the plaza. And on the other side of the plaza, what do you think they put out there? What would you say, Javi? Food! Good man. That's exactly what. Oats, animal food, mule food. Oats, hay, all, whatever, like a big banquet for this animal. And then they brought out the mule. And they put the mule in between the Eucharist and the monstrance on the left. And on the right, food. Hey. And what happened? The mule, they let him go. He turned immediately towards the Eucharist. Went towards our Lord there in the monstrance. And knelt down in honor of his God. An animal was able to recognize God in the Eucharist. And what happened to this, this Jewish man? He converted, he became Catholic, and a lot of people with him. Praise God. Colby, today you are going to receive the Eucharist. You're going to receive the greatest gift that, that God can possibly give you. I was thinking, like, I, have a, I don't know if I have it in my pocket or if it's in my cassock. It's hard for me to stand behind you. I'm like, I'm like Father Henry. I definitely like going down there. That's okay. We'll, we'll sacrifice that today. So Colby, if I were to tell you, like, I have this key. I can give you a key. And I don't know. It's a key to, like, a water park or, like, to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. That, would, that might sound, like, interesting to you. Or if maybe to some of the other people here. I was like, all right, I'll give you. Look, I'm going to give Colby, like, $100,000. Like, not even in a check. Just, like, wads of cash in a suitcase. Like, this is for you today. Or a huge bank account. I mean, that might like register to us. But sometimes I don't think we realize like the greatness of what he's going to do today. To receive Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. And it is beautiful like that he's going to receive our Lord for the first time. But a lot of us here are going to receive our Lord again. For not for the first time. But that doesn't mean that we should be like any less excited or in awe about what we're going to receive. I know there's some people here who would die right now to receive the Eucharist, but that are waiting maybe for that day to come. This, the reading today, my dear brothers and sisters in the gospel, it says, beware that your hearts do not become drowsy. This is from carousing and drunkenness in the anxieties of daily life. 
And I was thinking that like, sometimes when we come to mass, we're just like drowsy. We're like, we don't even know what's going on. We, we go through the motions of like, okay, I go and I'm going to receive the Eucharist, but we don't actually like reflect and think like, I'm going to receive God. This entire, this, this whole, this whole, like, I don't know, the sanctuary, this shrine is, is all in honor of the blessed Eucharist. Think about it. They've gone to so much trouble just to build this huge sanctuary because the foundress, Mother Angelica, she knew how great the Eucharist was and wanted to promote that. Our first mission, my dear brothers and sisters, in the home of the mother is the defense of the Eucharist. And you know, a lot of times, okay, it doesn't mean we like, we come out with like a sword, like you know, we've been talking about that. Like, what does that actually mean? Like the defense of the Eucharist. Like the first way to defend the Eucharist is to love Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. That, that when you receive him, that you do it with love in your heart, that you, that you give thanks that you are there with him. That's how we defend the Eucharist. Of course, we defend him from, from heresies and we, 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 we receive him in a... In a and, and on our tongues uh, kneeling when we can that we, 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 we explain to other people what it means but first of all we ourselves we love him in the Eucharist that's how we defend the Eucharist Colby huge day for you I was thinking I want to make it clear like how important this is for you this, this first moment but you should also, every single time you receive the Eucharist, I was thinking like, is he going to understand me when I say it? I think he's, you totally understand me, everything I'm saying. This is the first time you're going to receive him. But I, I want to ask you, and I ask our Blessed Mother to help you to receive him every, every single time you receive him as if it was the first time. As if it was like the only time you would ever receive the Eucharist, that you would be conscious of the fact that you are about to receive God. That's not always easy. Something that, that helps me a lot is uh, something that St. Saint, um, Louis Maria Grignon de Montfort says that is when we go up to receive the Eucharist, a lot of times we're distracted or our, our thoughts are everywhere. I don't, I don't really know how to receive the Lord in a proper way. And he says, ask our Blessed Mother to help you. Ask the Virgin Mary as, as you're in Mass, ask her to prepare your heart, consecrate yourself to her again. Ask her to clean your heart to prepare it as she prepared the stable. Like our hearts a lot of times look like, uh, like the stable that, that our Lord was, was, was born in. But she, she's not afraid to enter into your heart to clean it, to prepare it for, for the reception of our Lord. Ask our Blessed Mother to help you to receive the Eucharist and to love him and to receive him as she would. Amen. Amen.